Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Time for Health podcast. A couple of quick disclaimers. First of all, you can probably hear the playful background of kids screaming in the background. Um, currently on holiday, so I'm recording this podcast on the balcony whilst my daughter's asleep inside of the hotel. So if there's a bit of background noise, I do apologize. But we do have an incredible guest on the show today, Barbara Shouten. Welcome to the show. So she is here. She's going to be replacing Matt temporarily, as Matt is uh, on a drive home from his own holiday, as it's a long weekend in the UK at the moment. So that's why he's not here. Everyone's on holiday at the moment, loving life, taking advantage of uh, lockdown easing with the whole coronavirus side of things. So what I will do is do my best to mute myself between um, questions. If I've got nothing to say, I'll be on mute. So I try and minimize the background interference so you can listen to and hang off of every single word that Barbara's got to share with us today. So Barbara, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you for having me, Lewis. I'm very pleased to be here and to talk with you uh, some more. And uh, I am doing very well. I'm obviously not on holiday, but uh, <laughs> I am in the holiday spirit. Good. As long as you feel like you're on holiday and you're happy, that's good enough for me, mate. But um, just so that the audience have got a, a brief idea you know, of what it is that you do, where you come from, how you help people, and then we can kind of take things from there, Barbara. So just let us know. Yes. Well, I am from the Netherlands originally, but I travel the world while working, so I call myself a digital nomad. I am also a transformation coach for what I call intuitive ambitious aliens. And those are the people that have always felt like they were weird or strange or might even contemplate that there was something wrong with them because they feel like they don't fit in and that makes them turn themselves into someone that they are not. So what I do is I help them to become their authentic self, to embrace and accept their authentic self, to connect them with their passion, with their soul's mission. And then I help them to create a soulful, profitable business while leveraging their unique gifts to be successful in life and create a life that makes their heart sing. That sounds incredible. I definitely um, think that there's a lot of people out there who do feel like they don't fit into society. So... If someone was to, for example, they, you know, we go through the social societal norms of, you know, you go to school, you then go to college, you get a job, you get married, you have kids, you stay in the same job, you save up for a house, you buy a house, and then you die. If someone, how does someone go from um, getting out of that cycle of, you know, what we're what we're supposed to do? I'm doing inverted commas here. What we're supposed to do as a human being in society? How does someone break that? Um, cycle because for a lot of people it's generational you'll be you'll follow the same steps that your parents follow you follow the advice that your parents give how do you go about finding your it's a pretty in-depth question straight off the bat i'm not hanging about but um how does someone go about wanting to get out of that cycle that probably makes them very unhappy to finding what their purpose is to becoming happy and living a life that actually impacts other people while satisfying themselves well, that is a very, very good question because that is exactly what I see happening with everybody that comes into my practice, everybody that I am fortunate enough to help. You know, we get what I call rules, bullshit rules handed down from us from generation to generation. And it is indeed, as you describe, you know, you seem to have it all. You have a spouse that loves you. You have a house. You have the white picked fence. You have the dog. You have 2.5 children. And you're supposed to be happy, right? because you have it all. And most people that come to me, they feel like, is this really it? 
is this real, really everything that life has to offer? Is, is this really the highest achievable in life? And they feel a lot of things. They feel unsatisfied with how their life is going, even though they seem to have it all. And then they feel guilty for not being um, happy with their life because they see so many more unfortunate people out there in the world. So they feel like they cannot share the way they are feeling and they feel like they're stuck and they cannot talk with anybody about this. And that's a huge problem for a lot of people. So if you want to get out of that, then I think the first step is to acknowledge for yourself that you need more, that you are not happy with the way your life is going right now and that that does not reflect on your life in a sense that you're not doing well or you don't have everything that you need, but it has to do with something inside of yourself. So the first step is to acknowledge that even though you have all these things, you're still unfulfilled. There's still something missing and that's not something to be ashamed of or something to hide or something to keep in a dark closet and lock away for the rest of your life and just be miserable. That's not the way things are supposed to be. That's not the way your life is supposed to be. So if you can acknowledge for yourself that even though you seem to have everything, but there's still something missing because that's how you feel, then that is the most important first step. The second step will then be to find out what that thing that is missing is for you. And usually that has to do with what I call your purpose or your calling or your soul's mission. There are many words and many things to describe that feeling, but it has to do with a, a sense of that you're put onto this world to do more than what you are currently doing. With all of your body, all of your cells, all of your being, you feel that there's more out there for you than what you're currently experiencing. And that, in fact, is a very positive thing. So not something to be ashamed of or to hide away, but something to look into and to embrace and to find out all that you can about. Yeah, I definitely think that um, there's a combination of factors that stop people from taking the action that leads to a more fulfilling life. You know, you've got that fear of failure, the fear of being judged by your peers, by your family, telling you, oh, you should be grateful for what you've got. You've got a family, you've got kids, blah, blah, blah. You should be happy. Um, but for a lot of people, I would probably, I, I'd put money on it. Most of the population is unhappy and unfulfilled in some way, shape or form. Yes, and they th seem to think that that's the way it's supposed to be because everybody around them if it seems to be in the same boat if they even dare discuss it with people then they usually feel yeah man but i feel the same but that's just the way it's supposed to be and people seem to think that you just need to be stuck in a job that doesn't give you any fulfillment because it pays the bills and you need to pay the bills because otherwise you will lose your house and maybe your your partner and your children and you don't want that so you're stuck in a nine-to-five job that doesn't suit who you actually are and most of the time doesn't use your natural born talents and gifts. So it's, it starts with discovering who you really are, what I call your user manual and discovering what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what gives you energy, what takes you your energy and finding out as much as you can about yourself, your wants and your needs and then make a plan to go to a future that caters to all of that. And it can be in uh, employment, but most of the time it will mean that you will start your own business because when you own your own business, that is the most 
freedom giving thing that you can do because when you own your own business you can create a life that fits you to a T well as you're still working for an employer then you you need to work with the clients that they give you you need to do the job that they tell you to do so there is less freedom unless you find a job that gives you a lot of freedom even though you're working for an employer yeah it's definitely about finding uh, or worth noting that just because you want to live a life that's more fulfilling doesn't mean that you can't be employed because for a lot of people being self-employed it's not for them they don't want that they're not they're not you know i've got the mindset of a business and they don't want the mindset and they're fine with that but it, it comes down to you actually getting clear i suppose on what you actually value which is what a lot of people don't do they don't have any idea what they value they're just being pulled and shoved in different directions to suit other people's values and that's why they're so unhappy so i think it's a case of start your own business and build a business that suits you perfectly which would probably in an ideal world be the best option i can definitely um, agree with that from my perspective but at the same time if you don't want to be self-employed and you want to have a career, you want to have that income coming in that gives you a little bit more security and a bit more clarity on or certainty on, on life, which is absolutely fine. Then go and find a business, find a job, find a career or a, a boss that actually has the same values as you do. Yes. Rather, that recognizes your talents and that gives you a job or creates a job for you that utilizes your, your talents and your gifts. Because what most of the time happens is that we, we need a job. We, we lose the job that we already have and then we need a job. So we start looking for a job and then we interview with every job that seems to want to have us. And the first job or employer that says, yes, I want to hire you, we say yes to because then we have secured our position, we have secured our income and we can pay our bills. And most of the time we don't look at, is this a job that I really like? Is this a job that will suit me, that will fulfill my needs, that will use my talents and my capacities? That's usually not how we look at a job. We just take a job because it pays our bills and we need money to pay our bills. So this job does that. So it starts with what I already told you, finding out your user manual. What are my talents? What are my gifts? What am I good in? What am I not good in? So then you can find a job that uses your strengths. Or if you do want a job that fulfills you, but you discover that it also uses some things that are considered your weak points, then you know that you need to do a course or something to strengthen that part in yourself so that you can then use it better within your job. So it's perfectly um, possible to have a job and still create a life for yourself that makes your heart sing as long as you know what makes your heart sing. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there with people don't think about their job. They see it as just a method of getting income. For most of us, you're going to spend more time in your job than you will do with your, with your partner or your spouse. But you wouldn't just marry any old Tom Dick or Harry. You wouldn't go and marry some grumpy old twat or, you know, someone that uses you and abuses you and treats you like crap. You wouldn't have a, be in a relationship with them. So why work, work, for, some, why work for someone that does the same bloody thing? Yeah. So... Yeah, you've got to approach all aspects of your life and ask yourself those questions. Well, it starts with finding out what your values are and what makes you happy. And then when, instead of applying for a job out of scarcity and desperation, apply for a job and try different jobs until you find, like when you have relationships, when you date people, you're just finding out if they're a good fit for you. Do, this, yeah. do the same with your job. 
a big part of that is also that people feel like it's shameful to be unemployed. I don't know how it is in, in, in your country or in the countries of the people listening to this podcast, but I know in my country, people tend to try to avoid the unemployment agency and ending up in unemployment because whenever somebody asks you, what do you do? And you need to say, I'm unemployed at the moment. It, there, there's a big shame on it. So there's also a big fear of becoming unemployed. And then that fuels a lot of other fears. Like, am I good enough? Can I provide for my family? Can I keep my house? Won't I lose everything? And, how will people look at me what will people think of me so there we put a lot of power on the outside world and that takes us away from our internal power and there's nothing wrong with making a step in place and just really looking at your life and what you were doing up till now seeing what worked what didn't work and then figuring out what your future might look or what you want your future to look and then take the appropriate steps to make that future a reality by maybe taking a course or doing a different education or waiting until that job comes along that does give you that fulfillment and there is definitely no shame in doing that i think that shows tremendous courage and strength to be able to choose yourself in such a manner instead of letting the outside world dictate your actions it's stepping into your own power and taking your future in your own hands and then making sure that you create a future for yourself that gives you joy and happiness. Because at the end of the day, I think that is what everybody wants, right? To be happy. And you made an excellent point before in saying our job is what we do most of the time during the day. Usually we are at least eight hours a day at our job. So what would it mean to you, listener, if that eight hours were filled with joy and pleasure and energy and doing all fun stuff and things that you love instead of just going through the motions, maybe feeling miserable, feeling like you don't belong, but it pays the bills? Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's crazy how many people spend so much time in a, a very unhappy career. Um, I, was I was actually, I follow a guy called Jamie Auditon on social media and he was telling a story of the he'd read about the fisherman and the businessman where there was this there was a fisherman in somewhere in the mediterranean or it's some lovely country to live in nice sunshine all that sort of thing the fisherman was going out every day he'd spend two hours catching some fish he'd then come in he'd have a barbecue he'd have a few beers he'd, he'd read a book he'd play with his kids he'd have an afternoon nap and this businessman comes over and he says why don't you um spend more time fishing and make some more money and then buy some more boats, hire some more people and then get them to go and fish as well. And then you can make loads of money. And then, and then when you get to 50 or 60, you can retire and then you can, you can read, you can spend time with your grandchildren, you can meditate. And this fisherman said, so you want me to spend the next 40 years trying to build something and, and make more money to do what I'm doing right now. Yes. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. Why not just, why not just, be happy right now rather than saying oh i'm saving all this money for retirement you know i'm doing all of this so that you know i'm i've got security mate you could be flipping dead tomorrow and what does it matter then you've got to think about what is going to make you happy right now and prioritize it and that like we've already said find a partner that makes you happy do the same with a job or with your own business create a business create, create a career that serves you and fulfills you um, and actually ticks the box in regards to your own happiness so Barbara, we've got to the point where 
someone's decided that they're unhappy. They realize that they've got to get a new job or they've got to start their own business. What is the next step? You've touched on it a little bit, but let's go a little bit deeper into what that first step is to actually bridging that gap between being unhappy and being fulfilled because you've you mentioned the unemployment and it's the same in the UK. Yeah. If you say to someone, I'm unemployed, they're like, Oh, well, this is a bit awkward. Um, but nothing to say. So there is that fear about being unemployed. So how in a, in a society that's, that's, that's based around that kind of outlook and perspective on unemployment, how does someone make that transition from being employed at miserable to being in another job or self-employed and happy and overcoming that sort of judgment period in between? Hmm. Well, that's an excellent question. And I think it starts with mindset. It's, it's in your mind. Also, the shame of um, uh, admitting that you're in unemployment and not wanting to talk about it, it's in your mind. And even if people look down on you, as long as you are proud of what you're doing and you know that you are building a better future for both yourself and your family, which makes all of you really happy, then that is worth everything. So that's a belief and that you need to acquire. So it starts with looking at your limiting beliefs, the things that are holding you back, like uh, it's shameful to be unemployed, uh, I need to have a job in order to matter in this world, and all those beliefs that come with it, and transforming them. But I think there's maybe even a more important step right before that, that really connects with that, and that's to dream big. I see that most people that come into my practice, they cannot dream big. If I ask them if everything is possible in this world, money is no objection, education is no objection, location is no objection, there are no hindrances, there are no obstacles. What is then your big dream? What is that thing that will make you deliriously happy that you can see yourself doing for the rest of the, all your days, for the rest of your life? And what I see happening is that people cannot answer that question. They get stuck with the bears on the road. They say, yeah, but I, I would like this, but I get buts, 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 buts. And they see so many buts that they stop dreaming altogether. And the buts, those are actually limiting beliefs. The bears on the road are limiting beliefs. So it starts with, with allowing yourself to really dream big. Uh, I've been told that if people don't call you crazy for the thing that you really want, then you're not dreaming big enough. So dare to dream big and then tackle all the limiting beliefs that come up when you do dream that big. All the things that make you think like, oh, but that is impossible or that cannot be, but I really like it, but, and tackle the buts. Transform the buts into supporting beliefs, into things that will allow you to really connect with that big dream. That is a very important thing. Yeah, it's about taking ownership of the changes that you want to make in your life with conviction. So you, you change those limiting beliefs to reaffirm why you're doing this. And then when someone says to you, oh, wait, you're unemployed, but yeah, I am unemployed, but I'm building a business that's going to make me happier. It's going to change the lives of thousands and thousands, if not millions of people. Um, and it's my life. <laughs> if you exactly. feel free to laugh at it all you like, mate. But all right, when I first started my own business, I had a piss taken out of me by everyone that I used to work with. They say things like, oh, you'll never compete with the big boys in the fitness industry. Um, you've, like, your videos on social media are shit. All, uh, everything I'd heard underneath the sun of how what I was doing was stupid. 
and now I'm living in Cyprus. I'm currently looking at the sea. I could probably throw a stone and, la- and it'll land in the sea. I wake up at 5 a.m. every day. I get to meditate. I get to journal. I get to read every single day. I get to spend four or five hours every day playing with my daughter, spending time with my wife. And two years ago, I didn't get to do that. And if I'd have listened to all those people telling me, oh, what if, what if it doesn't work out? What if your business doesn't succeed? You know, you know, you'll have no money. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> and even if it did, money is unlimited. You'll always get more money. Yeah. You can always go on benefits if worse comes to worse. And I'm sure there's going to be people in your family that would support you if you had no money. So mm-hmm. it could always be a lot worse. So yeah, it's about getting, having, having dreams that are so big that, you know, the fear of not taking action is actually what holds you accountable to taking action, isn't it? Your goals kind of hold you accountable. And once you realize that, you know, you get clear on what your skills are, what your gifts are, who you can help, um, then you kind of feel guilty for not taking action, don't you? Yes. There are two main driving forces behind um, taking or making decisions, taking action. You can base your decisions on fear let yourself be held back for the fear of what people will say, the fear of the unknown, uh, all kinds of fears, and and you can let them influence your decision. But you can also choose to make a decision based on love. Even though I feel fear, even though I don't know how my future is going to look, I choose myself. I choose to discover what it is that is going to make me happy. I choose to discover what my big dream could really be for me. I choose to discover and to create a life for myself that gives me unbridled joy, even though it may be scary as hell, but I choose myself. So those are the big driving forces behind making decisions based on fear or based on love. Yeah, we, um, we're conditioned to live in this little box the societal box of the norms of how you're supposed to live. And I think once you start knocking those walls down and realizing that there's a bigger world out there and it's not actually that scary, it's actually quite exciting. Um, yes. It can be very empowering for people. So um, someone's decided they're unhappy. They've got a vision. They've got a goal. They're clearing where they want to go. They know what makes them happy. What's the next step for them then, Barbara, in deciding what's the best career or what's the best business for them to then set up to create this fulfilling life? Another excellent question. Um, Usually it can also be really tough to do this by yourself. That's why I usually advise people to find someone to help them with these steps because there are big blind spots that we have for ourselves. Blind spots that have to do with our talents, blind spots that have to do with our gifts, but also blind spots still in being able to dream big. So if you find someone to help you that can be that stick behind the door, that can be that conscience, that can hold up that mirror and that can really help you to dig deep and discover what it is that you want and then also help you take the first steps into creating that life, into actually making that life become a reality, then I think that is the best step to take because you can do this by yourself, but it's incredibly difficult because you both need to be your own mirror and also your own motivator. And you're also the one that's stuck in the life that you are. So doing everything by yourself is, it's a challenge. It's a big challenge. And there are so many people out there like me, like you, like so many other people that can really help you take these steps in a much shorter time frame, so that 
you don't have to reinvent the wheel by yourself, but that you can take advantage of the knowledge that those people already have and the tools that they can give you and the exercises that they can do with you so that you also start to see results fast because that is the thing that keeps you motivated. If you try to do everything by yourself and the results are not coming in, then it's so easy to just give up. And we all have this internal mechanism within ourselves that's called ego. And ego is a remnant from when we were cavemen and women. And in that day and age, ego's job was to protect us from danger. So ego made us aware that we are not a lion and that we should run when we see a lion, otherwise we are its dinner. Ego was also the one that makes us aware that certain berries can be eaten while other berries are poisonous or make you really sick. Ego is also the thing that makes you aware where you can get your water or where a crocodile will bite you or just the thing that keeps you safe. But nowadays, lions are in the zoo. All berries in the supermarket can be eaten. So the physical part of ego is no longer valid. So that means that ego is now being completely focused on your mental abilities. And that means, and that's what people call with your, mean with your comfort zone and getting out of your comfort zone, ego is the one that wants to keep you safe. And whenever you try to change something in your life, it doesn't discriminate between a negative change or a positive change. So say you wanna to go to the gym every day, or you wanna lose weight, or you wanna start uh, creating a life for yourself, that is change. And to ego, change means unknown, uncertainty. And unknown and uncertainty can have many dangers. And it's its job to keep you safe from danger. So ego is then the one that gives you thoughts like, do I really need this? Maybe I, am just Maybe I just need to learn to be happy with what I already have. Or just makes you forget your new intentions altogether. So that you stay stuck in your comfort zone instead of changing because change can have danger in it. So when ego makes you forget your change and gets you back into your comfort zone, it has done its job and it has kept you safe but it has also kept you stuck. So we need to know that that mechanism works within us and how it works and how to bypass it so that we can actually create the change that we long for. And, and that is also a difficult part in creating the life for yourself that you really want. And in that regards, having someone that can help you guide and navigate this all will make it easier for yourself because you need an accountability partner you see that when you go to the gym and you don't go by yourself but you go with somebody else even though you may not want to even though you think well i can also go tomorrow if your friend shows up and says come we're going to the gym today you will go so you keep each other accountable and that's when you actually go to the gym and things start to change and that's what a good coach or mentor can do for you Yeah, I totally agree. It's it is scary taking action, and it may be an exciting world, but initially, it's until you start building those inner beliefs that the outside world is exciting. Um, it's difficult to take those first steps, and like you said, it's a case of you start taking little, very cautious steps. And then, because they're only taking little steps, you're getting very little return and very little results, and then that motivation or that drive is starting to dwindle because you're not seeing a return for your efforts. So definitely yes. having, definitely coming from a coach and from you being a coach, I obviously see the value in being a coach and 
if you want to achieve any, yes, you can do things on your own, but it would take you 10 times longer. Like the people I work with primarily come to me for weight loss. They spend their entire lives trying to lose weight and they come to me and they can lose more weight in like two months than they've done in the last 50 years. So why wouldn't you um, get a coach to help you with your business or help you creating or just a career coach or like a life coach or someone to help you kind of connect the dots mentally and physically so that you take the right sort of action. Um, so yeah, that is something that's probably, probably one of the most important steps of all is if you want to shortcut this whole process of living a life that is unfulfilling, it's one that serves you and makes you happy. Find someone that's done exactly the same thing and copy them. Yeah. Uh, I think um, Tony Robbins refers to it as a syntax. So basically it's like a game plan for, everything if you want to achieve something that someone else has done study them learn what they've done and do it or you could just find them pay them and they'll teach you how to do it <laughs> and then they'll also make sure that you actually get in getting the job done as well and executing the process um yeah this has been an awesome conversation barbara and i've mm. i'd love to do maybe get you on a second time to deep dive into maybe one of the specific areas um i think actually finding your purpose is probably the most difficult thing for anyone to do. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yes. It is. It has to do with finding what you're passionate about and then also connecting to what you are being placed on this earth to do. And if you put it like that, a lot of people think it's all, oh, it's, it's out there and it's a bit floaty and, but it is what it's, what it's about. You know, you feel inside unfulfilled, even though you're doing a job or you've had several jobs. So, Obviously, those jobs are not doing it for you. Otherwise, you wouldn't feel the way you are feeling. So it's about letting go of the things that are blocking you from connecting to your calling, to the thing that you feel that you need to do. Here's to your strengths, to your talents, to your gifts, the thing that you are here to share with the world. Because I think all of us have special gifts and special talents and it's a matter of discovering them and then finding something that allows you to use those talents and gifts to help other people and that's actually how i started doing what i'm doing and it's probably why you started doing what you're doing because i felt like there is more out there for me than what i was currently experiencing and then came a period of soul searching and discovering what really fulfills me and what my strengths are and for me that was helping other people and then the next step is to find out how do you want to help other people you know it can be that you're very analytical and you have a mind for numbers then maybe a logical career for you could be to be an accountant and in that way you can also help other people but you adhere to your strengths with this um, with numbers working with numbers and if you are a health nut then you could either become um, uh, a dietitian or maybe a personal coach or a personal uh, trainer so it, it starts with finding what it is that you want to do and what your gifts and your talents are and then combining those into a career that gives you that fulfillment and that lets you help those people yeah and, and the, I think the the great thing about today's day and age, especially with coronavirus and a lot of things moving online and people kind of having to learn how to use technology better is you can create a business doing whatever you like. like there's people on YouTube who are building a business recorded them playing games on their Xbox. There's people yes. that are building a business um, on YouTube doing t reviews of toys. 
there's people building businesses doing whatever the hell they want. Yes. But have a think about what your hobby is. What do you do that makes you so happy? And you may think, oh, it's just a hobby. But I guarantee that if you actually change your perspective on it and said to yourself, how can this hobby make other people feel better? Mm-hmm. Then that is pretty much your calling for example, like going back to the whole toy review thing you're you love doing reviews on toys or whatever if that's what you enjoy doing then you can help people save money by giving them good reviews on toys so that they don't go and buy shit ones that's that is you serving somebody else and helping other people and improving people's lives if you're someone that likes recording yourself playing games on the xbox you can help kids that enjoy gaming get better you know mm-hmm. any you can look at it from it's all about the perspective Yes. Like, like my wife. what you need somebody else for to help you find that perspective i've had people come to me and say yeah i love to paint but there's no money in being a painter uh, there's no money in creating paintings you cannot live from painting paintings but there are people out there that have made their business um, recording themselves making paintings and thus learning uh, teaching other people how to create paintings and that is something that other people will want to pay money for I've seen girls making money um, doing tutorials on how to use makeup for instance or how to braid your hair how to style your hair um, what type of clothing to wear what suits your body um, all kinds of things can be made or turned into a, a career or a business So that's what I meant before with limiting beliefs. If you already believe that your hobby will never sustain you in real life, then you're stuck already there. So it starts with allowing yourself to become aware of possibilities that you are not currently aware of. Yeah, exactly. It's figuring out what makes you happy by giving yourself a good old self-assessment, sitting down, it may take some time, notepad what makes me happy what what do i need in my life to actually wake up and want to live the day rather than wake up dreading life what do you do every day as a hobby or as a part of your current job that you enjoy and then how can you make that your career how can you make that job whether it's a case of you go like you said with your numbers if you're good with numbers but you're currently stuck working on the checkout in asda then why don't you ask if you can move into the I don't know, accountancy department or one you go and see if there's a job at an accountancy firm that you can work for, you know, or you can just start your own accountancy firm. There's so many options out there. Yes. Get, get clear on what it is that makes you happy. Get clear on what you, what you do that makes you happy and then figure out how you can use that skill to make money, to make sure that you've got the money that you need to, to sustain life, to support your family. And that's kind of the whole thing in a nutshell, but obviously you've got the whole overcoming those, those limiting beliefs, connecting the dots of how to make it all happen and that's where a coach comes into play is where they help you fast track that entire process yes yes it's like you told before it's like having a personal trainer you can go to the gym you can work the machines you can do group lessons you can do body pump you can do uh, pilates it doesn't matter you can do everything yourself and maybe you will get some results maybe you won't Um, but if you hire a personal trainer then he will ask you what is your goal what do you want to accomplish and then he will tell you what exercises to do with what repetitions what group lessons and what to eat so that you will also actually get that result 
you will get to where you want to go. And that's what a good coach also can do for you. You can do most of the things yourself, but it will take a long time and you might not get the results that you want. So if you're serious about taking your life into your own hands and you're seriously wanting to change it and, and wanting to create a future that really gives you happiness, then it's beneficial to invest in someone that can help you get there um, and get the results that you most want. Definitely. So that moves us on nicely, Barbara, to wrapping up the show and you telling me and everybody listening or watching where they can find you. If they're an ambitious alien that wants to live a more fulfilling life, how do they get hold of you, Barbara? Well, they can find me on all major social media platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, even under HSP coach Barbara and then Barbara with an E. So B-A-R-B-E-R-A. Um, my website is also www.hspcoachbarbara.com. And if you go to slash workshop, then you can register for my free five-day training. It's called Roadmap to Living a Life You Love. And in it, I will teach you how to create a roadmap for yourself to start living that life that you love in five days or less. So if that is what you want, then go there and register and let me help you. Awesome. That sounds great, Barbara. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure picking your brain and getting, getting you know, the audience a little bit more information on how they can start living a life that actually makes them happy, which um, is something that we should all be striving for. So, Barbara, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Lewis.